so tonight i'll be honest i was really tired i was like oh man i'm like i want to record but I'm, i just want to go to bed i just all i wanted to do was just go to bed i'm an early i have a three i have a three hour um branding meeting tomorrow Ooh, that sounds fun uh, for an organization that i help with yeah no it, it it actually will be fun uh so very excited about that uh but i'm tired <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh but you know what's funny right as i sat down before you we, before you even signed on i sat down in my chair put on the old headphones got the mic a, a range and i was just like ready to go i'm telling you man i don't think i'm ever i was, gonna, I was just gonna say something stupid go on <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's just it's just kind of funny like I think the only time I've ever didn't that we've ever really podcasted where I didn't really did not want to do it was was the last week yeah because I got I had a, I got so oh, sick yeah. man I don't know if you could, I don't know if you could tell but I was I, I was like fading so hard that whole time I was trying it was a good chat I really did enjoy it but I felt like garbage No, I could hear you progressively getting worse it was kind of funny to me <laughs> I I think I did we record on Monday that day I don't remember. we was we Tuesday recorded morning. Monday night. And it sucked, so we recorded Tuesday morning. That's right. I stayed home from work all day on Tuesday, and then on on Wednesday morning, I was feeling so sick, like I just was out. So that's the only time I was ever like, I'm just because I I can't even even recall going. I'm just going to let you chat because I got nothing. You got nothing right now? No, 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 no. no. Last, oh yeah, last yeah, week. yeah, yeah. I thought you were jumping back in the day, and I got scared. No, 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 that's, no, I was saying, like, that's the only time we've yeah. ever recorded that I was truly like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I mean, I, again, ha- um, happy to do it. I, I, I wasn't angry, but I just did not have the energy to do it. Like, I truly was just like, oh, this is not good. But ended up being, I thought it was a pretty great episode. A lot. Uh, you, do you want to know who loved last week's episode? Aunt D. We're going to dust off an old classic. Aunt, Aunt D. Aunt D, D herself. books. So... I think we're. I think she's right. That should be a thing that we do. Where, I don't. Uh, where we should chat about what we are reading. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm down. I'm down. So I like books. And if, and if Auntie, if Auntie says jump, we say how high. Because <laughs> Auntie has always been the cool aunt. Yep. She lived in San Diego. Oh, what does that mean? Uh, means Saint Diego, Gomer. Is it? Where's your Is head? that it? Yep. Nothing else. Okay. Okay. Hey, do you want to hear some? I got some bad news for you. Can I tell you? Oh, no. Okay. Go. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Toys R Us is closing its doors after 70 years in business. Oh, wow. That, that is the end of an era. I know. Would it be creepy if I walked through a Toys R Us before? They, are, are they like just closed down? Or are they just gone? Uh, like, is that it? Or are they going to have like an? I end don't date? know when it's closing, but I'm sure they're still open now. Was it a big deal to go to a Toys R Us? Oh my gosh! I only went like three times. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, we would go. We would go occasionally, but every time that we absolutely would go would be my dad's parents would take us there the day after Christmas. That end a movie. It was amazing. I get an extra gift. I remember one time I was listening to a comedian, and uh, someone said, like, yell out your favorite, like, restaurant when you were a kid. And someone said, Chuck E. Cheese. And the comedian goes, aw, Chuck E. Cheese. Someone's parents were divorced. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember hearing that being like, yeah, man, the only time I ever went to Chuck E. Cheese was with my divorced friend's parent, like the dad. He always took us to Chuck E. Cheese. That's funny. See that was not true at all for me and my friends, but uh, that I, I but that makes sense. My family is weird. The more I live with Shannon, my first wife, the more I just mm. she was she good. Was good. It's good. I mean, she's still she's still in my life. I just have she has sister wives. I mean, but does she have like a retina screen? I don't <laughs> think so. I'm like, oh, not even retina. Um, no, but uh, the more I realize, seven twenty. <laughs> Like, how peculiar my life was growing up. Like, did you ever, do you ever, like, mm. to, like you talk to your friends and you find out, like, wow, like, this is so, like, your friends are talking, like, oh, I remember growing up and doing X, Y, or Z, and every one of your friends all did X, Y, or Z, and you're like, 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. What, what, what mm-hmm. was that for you? Yep. Um, good question. Flossing. <laughs> now again, now again. <laughs> probably flossing. <laughs> uh, I, I think I mean, honestly, for me, the thing that everyone did that I did not do was just go and see like rated R films when they were ten. There was just no way that which, which we've already oh talked about that that was I, I mean you you might be going for good examples like things people did were good and I'm drawing a blank oh because your family was perfect Emily's probably screaming at me right now but <laughs> I can't think of anything like did you guys go what about did you go to the like, zoo no was that a thing that people I mean yeah. okay sorry like I mean stuff uh, we like did, that did but not as a family mm. what about nope. state fairs did, did, did you, you ever go to a fair. No, no, no. Why no fair? Um, my family just was never really into those. Like, what would you do there? You go on rides, pet animals, throw stuff off the bridge. Yeah. I gotta. I'm not gonna drive an hour and a half to go and do that. As great as Columbus is, hmm, just not a thing that the carriers would do. Okay. Um. Okay. Zoo. What's the other? What's the other thing besides a zoo? Did you ever go to museums when you were a kid? Uh, yes. When I was really young, we would. I, okay. Tell me if you think this is weird. So I can, I can recall being, and this happened on a couple occasions, being in like a class at the, uh, at the like museum. And we would like um, look at animals at times. And I remember we watched a snake eat a chicken. Like, like, like a baby chick. It probably stole the snake's car or something. I had it coming, right? As a kid, yeah. Was that Seriously, was that hey, scarring? You don't you don't cross baby. Um, <laughs> I, I was a little bit like, oh, the baby chick is dead, and I can see it in the snake. Yeah, it's always weird when you watch a snake I mean, eat something that was kind of precious and beautiful. Is. I don't. I mean, I don't think I'm, it wasn't scarring, but I mean, I still remembered. It, it, but it does strike <laughs> me as like one of those. I still remember huh. it. I still cry myself to sleep every night. But no, I wouldn't say scarring. I mean, <laughs> I, I I brought up in therapy in in 2005 and in 2010. <laughs> Man, I really go to therapy every five years. Now that I, now that I think about it, I was it. 2015, 2005, 2010, 2015. It was good. <laughs> it's good. His name was Steve. He had really <laughs> helped me process the chick thing. <laughs> Actually, I saw my therapist from 2015. At he now goes to the parish that we go to. I was like, oh, that's. Kind of weird, but all right. every time you see him, you go, avert your eyes, damn it. You're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, who are you? Ah, I thought we had something special. <laughs> that was one of your favorite clients. Man, I love therapy. I was listening to a, a, a teacher, uh, a former teacher, and he was talking about how all these kids, and no matter what year, what class, whatever, they would all say the same thing. You're going to remember us forever, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, nope. And so the guy interviewing was like, how many kids do you remember? And he's like, by name? Like two. Like by face? Yeah, that's He's really like, by true. face? Probably, I don't know, 10? <laughs> he's like, do you think you would change any of those yeah. kids' lives? And he goes, I know some kids whose lives have changed, but, like, I don't care. <laughs> it was so funny. It was like, this guy was not a bad it's, teacher. He was just one of those, like, I'm going to tell you like it is. A real teacher? Yeah, I'm, I'm a matter-of-fact teacher. <laughs> someone who someone who actually, like, did their job, and that's what they cared about? Uh, yeah, I can, so by name, I'm trying to think how many students I can remember by name. Right now, I have two coming to mind. Well, it's hard for you because they're all Asian. Three. They're all Chinese. That's a hard hard thing to get around. No, the kids, you know what's funny? I can remember the kids, like, English name, not their real name. Oh, I can right. remember their last, their last name because they always, they took... American. We had a kid who took the name Elvis. Was <laughs> kid, you're my new best friend. My father works for the Chinese government. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I tell you one of the funniest things I've ever done to a student? Was it when you had to take a woman to her gynecological exam? No, but I had to do that, actually. I, I had to do had something to, when... Uh, you had to fill out her forms, no, I remember. I, I had to... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's right. Okay, so you're not kidding. Yeah, I had to... I had to help her with with the form, and there was one question that I was like, "Gene is going to get real awkward here." 
<laughs> when was the last time you had your period? Mr. Kelly. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. Not I'm me. I tell that story at least twice a year. <laughs> I really do. I'm not kidding. I've told so many people that story. Oh, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, it, it, as, as, especially when you work in a dorm because you're by the kids all the time. You do develop this these weird um a bond's the right is the wrong word but like it's a real i mean it's like a relationship in the sense of like it's a um like you mean something like you're like they're older you're really not you're not a parent you're and you're not like they're like you're not they're like you're not like a it's it's a really it's a really odd mix between being their being their parent kind of being their teacher and an like older sibling like i had a student ask me to prom and i had to explain to her like no i can't go to prom with you sorry ask you to prom yeah because she didn't know how it worked it was just this thing and she was like would you want to go and i was like no i can't sorry like it's just yeah yeah okay here's the deal what if she really did know how it worked (laughs) yeah and that's weird uh she was (laughs) she was just brand new and I and I was the one who like I think I picked her up from the airport. I was the one who kind of like you know was helping her out because you know like uh, the kids tended to. I mean, you you'd be friends with all of all of the kids, but they would tend to they would all gravitate towards like one of the RAs more often than not, just because you know they felt like you just got them at that moment in, in time. And, she was brand new, and and she, and she did have some friends. She just didn't really know like what to do. It was a day. I mean, you know, like try having to explain a dance to a kid who has no idea. Like they they get it, they get the idea, but it's not a thing that they grow up knowing about. So it's like I have to go to a what and do what now? Man, that's so funny. here. Can, never think about yeah, that. yeah. It's yeah. No, there's and there's a thousand things where it's like like homecoming. You know, how do you explain to to a kid from Asia what homecoming is? <laughs> just one of those weird things that you're like okay so let's i mean i can I remember especially my first year and so so if you don't know what i am i'm talking about from 2008 to 2011 i worked at a school that had international students from eastern asia for the most part specifically asia china yeah about a third of the students at the high school were international and so that was bef- now it's it's like the it's a, i mean like every like pretty much every Catholic high school now has international students because got to get that cash. And uh, so, but this was in the day when it wasn't so common yet. And so there was no like rule book. There was just like, Hey, help these kids out. And you're like, all right. So we had a big school dance. So I kind of had, had to, had to explain to the whole group how the dance worked. And I like cleared out study hall and we did like a fake dance and I played a bunch of like rap music. And I was like, here's how you dance kids. <laughs> it was just really, it was stupid and funny. Um, please tell me there is a photo or video of this event. I'm Here's sure it's dance, out there. Kids. Um, oh my goodness! They didn't have iPhones yet, so they might not exist. But there's stuff of me doing real stupid stuff in the dorm that's that's out there, like not bad stuff, just like stupid funny stuff. Damn son, I need this. People, get on this. So, can, can I tell you the worst thing that I did though? This is not the worst, but probably the most hilarious. I feel kind of bad. No, I don't. It's just really funny. So this was year two, and we had to explain what the dorm. Um, sorry, I, I thought I got a text from you, but it's from Greg Iwinski. Uh, Did it say Jordan Peterson? Really? <laughs> I love Jordan Peterson. Um, sorry. Okay, so we had to explain to all of the new kids in the dorm like how it all works and stuff. And it was our first day of study hall. So we have all of the kids there. We had about 35 or so. I think we were like up to 40. And um, so I go there like, guys, like this dorm is your own like family here. And like, and like, and like as a family, we really have to be there for each other. And there's this kid named, uh, his name was, his name was like Bill. And he builds from like Vietnam. He was maybe like five, two, but he, he was, that was the loudest, outgoing, craziest kid I've ever had. I love Bill. Bill's just like nuts. He's just like a rich kid who does whatever he wants, and he's just awesome. <laughs> and so I'm giving this huge speech. He's living some 80s movie. Oh, completely. <laughs> he had like a BMW. It was just ridiculous. So anyways, I'm explaining to them all how like we're like a family. We all have to like learn to be there for each other because we're all we're coming from all over. I mean, like, really, honestly, it's kind of awesome. All over the, all over the world, and we – 
becomes his family for like a school year. And I'm going into it. It's really deep. And, and the kids are like understood like, oh, yes, that's great. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, so like we need to be there for each other, especially when one of us might not be like everyone else. I'm like, yeah. And, and, and then I just go, Bill's gay. <laughs> and he just goes, what? <laughs> like that really loud. <laughs> Go with it, Bill. And yeah, come on, Bill. It was really right. funny. And I was the adult. <laughs> the real moral of the story is, how are you employed? <laughs> Please, anyone who uh, who would like to hire me to be their school principal, uh, ignore that story. Oh, man. You looking to get out and get back into school principal? And- I uh, to be really honest, I think so. I think I'm going to, um, um, so I actually had a chat with the superintendent of our archdiocese and said, Hey, just so you know, I don't think it's good for a person in my job to be in this job when they're in their like, like late thirties. I really think, and this is actually be a good thing to ask you. Do you think someone doing the young adult stuff, should they be, uh, like, I think it should be peer to peer. For the most part, would you agree with that? Um, yes and no. I don't think it one hundred percent matters. I really don't. At at a certain point, like mm-hmm. to have a okay. Well, let me think about it. To have a fifty year old run and manage a group, I don't think is a big deal. But eh, I don't know. Young adults is really is the hardest thing. Yeah, because it's not just like just because you might run a group doesn't mean you're trying to be a part of said group you just want it happening right Mm -hmm. and you need wisdom and maturity to kind of help that absolutely but i i I think Mm -hmm. see i don't know there's this weird thing because with high school kids or with college kids their their culture will change obviously like you have gen z and they're very different than us they're very very different but they're still teens you know, there's there's this thing that's kind of still the same. They're still very hor- like hormonal. They're still awkward. They're still trying. You know, that's and um, it's good to understand how the culture, like what it's like for them, because like you know, Gen Z is way different than like Gen X is, but they're still teenagers. You know, it's like when you when you teach. I can I can kind of recall how teens back in. 2008 are a lot different than the teens now but they're still a teenager like that part hasn't really changed and with the whole and and you just don't have that with the young adult group because it's such a broad age span where it's i feel like it's more it's more um cultural specific than it is uh age specific which is kind of interesting yeah yeah no i i agree with you so um so Anyways, I just had a chat and said, you know, I don't think I'm going to be in this job forever. Uh, I'm not going to quit anytime soon, so don't get any ideas, you know, just, but I, I just wanted to say, like, if I start to, you know, if if I were to, like, ever, like, change, when when the time came, I'd like to go back into ed education, perhaps, and I kind of said, like, I've got, like, other things, you know, like, who knows what will happen with our podcast and stuff, and I just said, hey, like, you know, do you think, is a thing in our crisis, would you be, like, cool with me i'm doing that and she was like we would love to have you as a principal and we just kind of i'm talked about like what that would look like and you know blah 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 so it was so yeah that kind of is right now it's not set in stone as the plan but it's just more like okay so this is what the general plan will probably be if but i'm definitely like oh i'm, I'm not set in stone that's not like my that's not my like number one goal but i i miss it way more than i thought i would really yeah huh. i I do. I really. I. I miss. I don't miss being the principal per se. There are parts of that I just don't care about at all. But I really. I mean, like honestly, if I go back into it, it would be if I were to be a principal, it would only be with the understanding of I want to get to a point where I'm more of a president of a school. So I, I want to do all of the vision casting, all of. The fundraising, hiring, and being the jerk, and that's it. I don't want to do the day-to-day operational stuff. So that's just not my passion. Like, you know, the, the, the guy who has to, you know, try to make sure that all of the uh, T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and all that stuff. That's that's not me. Mm. Yeah, that's not me either. 
And yet, I have a job with the word coordinator in it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't it funny how when people ask us about, like, what's your plan for the podcast, we're always just like, <laughs> yeah, let's change the topic. <laughs> My plans for the podcast are to keep it going and not die. <laughs> I really do feel like it's taken us... We're coming up on our third year, Luke. Year number three. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we, and if you want to be honest, this like uh, this um, baby was actually born over over th- yeah. three years ago, but we christened it almost three years ago. Huh? See what I did there? Yeah, I mean, I sacramental. do. I do. <laughs> I made it sacramental. Brought in christening. Christening. No, I, um, I, um, yeah, future. I have ideas. Like, we have ideas. We got good ideas. You know, we're coming up with things, and then, then we don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're good ideas. Well, I, I, I think the hard part is, and this is what's true when you have, like, any, like, side hustle that you're trying to do is, I don't think we have the rhythm down quite yet. Like, we... We have the rhythm down of we record on this night at this time, for the most part. Like we still like you know we, you know we hardly ever actually start at ten, but um, by but by and large like we know we record on like Wednesday night. You're going to edit the next night, and we're right now we're if we're being honest we're still trying to get that extra episode down. Yeah, that is hard. You know, yeah, it's just it's just like. It's like easy to have ideas. It's very like, man, the, the, the older I get, the more I see. It's not about doing a little lot. It's more about doing just a few things very, very, very well. Yeah. It's so. more about consistency, and that's the gap between the planning and the doing is, uh, is ever shocking to me how difficult it is. You know, I'm always, I'm always one of those people who tells other people like, listen, man, when you're planning, just double the time. It's always going to take you twice. No, I'm pretty good at this. I get this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just double it. It's not going to be easy. And, um, one of the things I've realized is how with podcasting while traveling, while having a family, while having a full-time job, and trying to work on expanding the podcast without destroying everything else. Um, very difficult to do on a regular basis. Very difficult to do. And so uh, so I quit my job. And <laughs> I quit my family. And I moved in with an iPad. Here we go. Finally. So, so you're going to get six extra bonus episodes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, you know, it's... I have no family. I'm alone. It's really interesting because really in this, I mean, like, I think our podcast is always at its best when it comes from a place of desperation. So (laughs) that's for God's honest. Not really kidding. Um, More like laughing at the pain. Um, So if I I look at a guy like Chris Hardwick, who I really admire, and we're not even in his, we're not even close to how good of a podcaster he is. I mean, this dude, like he's one of the guys that he made it what it is. And, uh, this guy does stand up. He's got a podcast. He runs his, he hosts a couple of TV stuff throughout the year. Um, and just, just and I think even a, a guy like him, who I've really honestly, I've followed his career for almost 10 years now. Uh, it took a long time for him to get to that point where he could, where he could, well, he could really understand how to balance all of those things. And he, and his yeah. jobs are also very, like, he can create his own time. You know, so I'm sorry, that's kind of weird. But, you know, he doesn't work set hours. He just works. And he's able to, he has a lot of, uh, he has a lot of autonomy over his schedule. We have a decent amount. I have a little bit more than you, I would probably say. Uh, Just because I'm an office of one. Yeah, man. If I was in your office, can I tell you how much work I would get done? Zero. I'd be like, I need to process things externally with someone else and no one else is around. So Facebook, that's what I would do. <laughs> it's, it's, I have to, I honestly had to ask a person saying, Hey, I need you to hold me accountable. So every two weeks we're going to meet and just talk and she's going to help me out. So, Hey, I need you to hold me accountable. Will you just come by every 30 minutes and check if I have a pulse? <laughs> I'm the kid <laughs> that used to have to have his, have to have his sixth grade 
to teacher and his seventh grade teacher and his eighth grade and going into ninth and tenth grade uh, sign his assignment book so his parents would know that he put all of his homework down. <laughs> um, I'm really going to need you to keep me accountable for work. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, you know, there comes a point where I feel like, uh, how do I want to put this? There comes a point where some people are just ice skating uphill. <laughs> and I feel like I am often that person because it's like, hey, here are 500 things for you to do. And you are super great and are super passionate and absolutely love and will be insanely dedicated to like eight out of the 500 things. <laughs> but the rest, I'm like, oh, why am I a man given to extremes? <laughs> but the more I meet people, the more I realize that, you know, it takes a village to do a job. It takes a village to file a report. It takes, you know, all these people, people have different skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, people say to me all the time, like, oh, gosh, I could never do what you do. And I'm like, that's right. You couldn't. But I also could never do what you do. <laughs> and I am darn proud of your contribution. But see, my problem, here's my deal. My problem is all the stuff that I do keeps me in front of people, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of my stuff is pretty f well valued by people because it's so dang visible you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so yeah. because it's so visible my fear is that it um that it minimizes and i know that it's done this with people that co-workers and whatnot who've been like well you know i'm not michael gormley blah 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 but like and so there is an illusion of competence because i can do certain things i can pull a rabbit out of a hat you know like oh my gosh the bishop didn't show up we're we have we literally have an hour to fill can you do something i was like oh yeah i, I got it can i like i have it? no problem yeah like <laughs> anti-war.com uh, everyone <laughs> yeah oh yeah uh you guys want to hear the story about luke and this this chinese girl who had to go to a gynecologist um but there's this very not a little even a little laugh i even a throat Sorry, I, was <laughs> I was not by the mic we have good uh, mics now man i know <laughs> so when we're away <laughs> but this you know but like if, if you literally put me if you tell me to put data inside an excel spreadsheet and spit out something meaningful i will hate my life and job like i'll be miserable doing that so you know what that's really interesting is i love excel i i could i'm gonna live in excel all day long because i just like the the like analyzing and the computing but if it's but if it's like on a data entry like you you know what i'm really bad at is booking people like I'm kind of the worst at, at that. I always wait till the very last, last, last um, minute, and like it's kind of funny because, like, what I'll do is that I won't account for what's going on that month. So if it worked the month before, I'll do it at the same time, and but but, yeah. but I won't stop and go. Oh wait, it's it's Lent. Everyone's really busy. Oh my god, man, me and you are the same person. I am one hundred percent on board with what you just said. It's like yeah. really the. Uh... Apparently, we're having a, a, an Advent parish mission during Advent. I should get on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Will people please come to this? I never had a flyer, babe. No, I'm not that bad because uh, I enjoy making flyers. And actually, now, it kind of sucks. There's certain parts of my job that I love so much that I no longer do because other people are so much better than me at them. Hmm. Case in point, my assistant who does the flyers for all my events and stuff now and... Uh, She's a part-time my assistant, part-time communications assistant. So she just does the flyers for everyone. Our bulletin, I have never seen. I'm going to say this, Luke. I have never seen a bulletin that is better than my church bulletin. Thank you that, everyone else. Catholic creatives, they put out a bunch of bulletins, examples, garbage compared to ours. And I'm going to say that with the utmost of knowledge that when I did my own page in the bulletin, it looked like garbage. <laughs> And Mary just has a, an eye for, like, layout. That's what she has an eye for. And it was hard letting that go. Just like one day I know I'm going to have to let go editing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And not being able to put my creative touch on it. We have a, a listener who's looking to build his resume. He sent me an email, personal email, and he said, listen, I know you like doing this. I'm an audio engineer. I'm trying to build my resume. I love your show. I would do it for free. 
What do you think? And I just haven't replied to him. <laughs> I was about to ask you if you got back to me. I think I know who that is. He's a very nice kid. I think I met him at, at uh, Seek. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I think, he, yeah, I think you mentioned that. But uh, I don't know how I feel about it because I know intellectually that this Thursday night shenanigans is killing me softly with his song. But I love finding little clips and little sound effects. I'm a toys to not to strike the balance between what we have versus you know say like a, a morning shock jock on the old AM radio or FM radio you know it's like constant noises and it's yeah, irritating. Yeah. That, I mean, think about this: if we would have farm, farmed it out to some to some rookie or to even to some expert guy, would they have put a didgeridoo every single time we talk about Matt Frad or Australia? Would they have? The, would they have had the uh, chimes ring during the Everett, uh, ever like Fritz episode every time he said the word masturbation? Probably not. <laughs> I know, and or the the can opening every time we mention Franciscan. You know, yeah. there's subtle but things like that. I feel like that, that kid would get it. Yeah, no, but I I agree though with oh, what know. you're saying. No, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm I I'm not trying to. I, I'm just trying to. I just don't want the kid to feel bad. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to be like, we know this kid couldn't do because it. But no, I mean, anyone, any, I mean, that's why I say the most amateur or the most professional, you know, there's something that of me that would be lost. But what would be gained is not staying up till two or three in the morning, making these edits and then releasing them out into the world and then, you know, going to bed at three o'clock in the morning and then waking up at six to deal with life and stuff. Well, and so I think also, I know I would be getting that back, but it's also tough to know, like, what it like if this is what he does, he could probably do it better. I know all of that, but it wouldn't be me doing it. No, no, and, and I no, like listen. So I, and I'd um, have to give up control, <laughs> which is which is tough. I'm, dude, we are so alike. Uh, I can remember. So when I left Saint Luke, what am I thinking about right now? Oh please! You're you are you have like Ian Malcolm in your head while like he's like lying down and he doesn't have and he has like shirt unbuttoned because he got hurt. They mm-hmm. couldn't put like another mm-hmm. one on, but he has to have it unbuttoned. And he goes, "Yeah, John, but when Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the guest." That's exactly what's going through your head. Nothing works, <laughs> but John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. So when I so at that school that I at the dorm that. I that I like worked out. I put a lot of like me and my buddy Scott and like and Steven, you know, like everyone that we worked with put a lot of work to create that. It was a lot, you know, and it really was like, I mean, it was ours. We built it from scratch. And I remember our good friend, like Brittany, she took it over the next year because we were all gone. And had I stayed, I would have been the director of college counseling as well as in charge of the esl program but i would not have anything to do with the dorm at all and i think it would have been weird like i'm really glad that i wasn't there because i think it would have been too hard for her to like manage the dorm because i would have like everything she did wrong like because she did some some things that i did not agree with at all that were just absurd and but she needed to do what she thought was best and some of them were some really great great ideas that had i been there i would have been like do you really want to do that you know when it was none of my business and that's not that's not fair to her i struggle with letting go man there are certain things like i know what i'm good at but i enjoy the process of editing it's a fun thing but here's the deal i also enjoyed making mediocre flyers (laughs) like it's just (laughs) it's just the reality i made mediocre flyers i thought they were awesome because they were better than other church flyers but you know what i've discovered that ain't saying much, kid. Yeah. And so I've, uh, yeah, I've, I need to just take a knee and, uh, not now, not now though. Soon, one day, maybe. Man, this is, this is weird. I'm talking like a, like a crazy person who doesn't know when to quit. No, you're not because it's just like, this is what makes it like, okay, so we've been doing this for three years now. Now that's not as long as, as like other podcasts, but it's probably a, lot longer than the majority of podcasts that have been made. Do you know do you know, do you know what's the average length I don't, of a I podcast love, show? I would love to know that. 
six episodes. That's <laughs> the six average th- length yeah. of a podcast. If you take all the podcasts that have ever been submitted to the iTunes store directory, six episodes is the average length of one. You know, but we do a show. We do a show. Few people do shows. I like shows. Yeah. Instead of talks, you know, like like I have talks. I used to have a podcast called Audio Evangelist that iTunes inexplicably shut down. But uh, yeah, but it's just, when you do a talk, it's the same thing as like a, hom- a homily or sermon. Like, is that really a podcast? Come on. Yeah, that's true. We do. But how long did it take for for you? Like, when did you feel like, oh, this is a thing that I do, as opposed to just like some fun hobby that you were trying to work at? Because I don't feel like for this is- podcasting. Yeah. Well, I mean, day one when me and you started. Hmm. Well, well, you, uh, well, I guess I mean I wanted it. To, no, I I wanted it to be. Yeah. That oh, sure. Yeah. From day yeah, one, yeah. but it really didn't feel that way. I mean, it probably really didn't feel that way until we got Patreon money. Because when we got Patreon money, more than anything else, is when we became very consistent with everything. Yeah, I would agree. And it's when I started paying it. That's when I started buying books on podcasting and broadcasting mm-hmm. and reading books on interviews. Even though we really haven't done any lately, I still, I don't know, like, I have that's the stuff. It's just interesting. But that's when I start caring about, like, I, I, Luke, I met some amazing people in Michigan. I saw Fowler, Most Holy Trinity people, and, oh, man, Sarah, who wrote the NFP post for our 10-minute topics that we didn't really get to, but I kind of mentioned it. I met her and her husband. Mm. They were doing sound at the AV stuff at the event that I was at that I killed, by the way. Luke, can we take a pause? Can we pause for the cause? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Michigan for a bit. So I was at an uh, an alpha training in Dallas, right, with the three other staff members. And that was Wednesday. And then so I left at noon on Wednesday, drove to Dallas, drove back. I ended up leaving early. I drove back so I could spend half an hour with my kids too late my wife already put them to bed a couple of them woke up a couple of them hugged me but my wife you know whatever it happens but my wife let me know that thomas had thrown up and my wife every thursday has women over our house and they go through the blessed is she devotional uh for lent and they talk about it and it's great it's really awesome and so i was trying to get home fast enough so my wife could still have it and i could take care of thomas who's puking his guts out but she's like no he's throwing up we can't get these mamas sick so i was like yeah yeah so, oh yeah, oh I, I know where this is going. Then, then Katiri gets sick <laughs> at like eleven o'clock at night. I decide let's go to bed. I have a five thirty wake up call because I got to go to the airport early. I get Katiri; she's vomiting everywhere. I mean, everywhere. It's it's horrible all over the carpet. I open her door to rush in, and I smacked her head with the door. Well, not oh. head, her shoulder with the door because she was laying on the ground just throwing up in front of the door, and I didn't know that. And it's so dark. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was a comedy of errors. My and then, so I go back to sleep. I know. I clean everything up, get her new bed sheets, get her back to bed. I get to bed. At 2 o'clock, Shannon wakes me up. She goes, you need to go deal with Kateri. And I was like, what? Okay, okay. Has she been up? And she's like, yeah, she's still throwing up. And I was like, oh, no. And then she goes, and I've been throwing up, too. And I was like, what? And Shannon has been puking all night. And she has the stomach bug. Kateri has the stomach bug. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm getting on a plane now. Bye. So I fly. I got this hotel to myself. <laughs> I'm enjoying life. Shannon, she, I'm like, how's it going? She's like, the kids are just watching TV all day. If I get out of bed, I throw up immediately. And I'm like, oh, babe. Mm-hmm. So I get my talks, go back to the hotel. Very, I, I go to bed early. Very restful sleep. Got to hang out with Sister Miriam James. Best, best person ever. Saturday morning. I'm all right. Saturday afternoon after lunch, I start getting a little queasy. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not that. It's not that anything but that. I'm at a paid gig. Well, I didn't have anything to do until that evening. 6.50, I had to do a 25-minute talk with uh, Adam Jenke came down. You know, Adam Jenke from the Catholic uh, Street Evangelization people. And uh, Hmm. he's awesome. And I was like, and I walked up to Adam. I said, Adam, I don't feel well. I need you to do this. And he's like, yeah, no problem. It's a 25-minute thing. It, it would actually feel weird if you were there. And I was like, that's the thing I'm looking for. That's the spirit. <laughs> so I go. I, I get a ride back. I almost crap my pants getting oh, a drive back to the car. Man. Okay, but I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to talk about that. that. stuff's gross. That stuff's gross. Let me tell you a story, Luke. So I'm kneeling down in front of the toilet. 
<laughs> I'm hoping to throw up. So anyway, okay, I'm hoping to throw up. So anyways, <laughs> the poop stuff is gross. I don't want to talk about that. But uh, I kneel down in front of the toilet, say my prayers, right? And I try to, I can't throw, I like a dry heave. And I know I have to throw up. So I'm like, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to force it out. So you try to like, come on, come on. You that's try to a, give your stomach the old heave-ho. That's the worst. Luke, this is what happened. This is the funniest thing that could possibly have happened. Not not a, not a lot of throw, not a lot of eruptus came out of me. Just a little. Just enough to make a splash in the toilet bowl, which then caused a splash to go up and toilet water went into my open mouth right. as I'm trying to throw up into Whoa. the toilet. How disgusting is that? Yeah. I got to tell you yeah. something, though. That water tastes surprisingly fresh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was so it was so horrible. It was so horrible. I threw up all night. Bonus, silver lining, binge watched all of Jessica Jones, or almost all of Jessica Jones. Got three episodes left. I didn't go to I didn't go to sleep. It was daylight savings that night, so I even lost an hour of sleep. Oh. I had no sleep. Got up out of bed in the morning. Had to pack. Had to have my room empty. Went downstairs and I just ate like nuked burnt toast and oh. consumed it. Went and then I had a keynote that morning. Oh my gosh! How the keynote go? And I was so. Oh man, I killed it. It was awesome. It was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. It was a good keynote. I walked out there. This priest had led the uh, uh, like a litany to the guardian angels or something. And you know, people who run conferences, you got to pay attention to the types of large group prayers. Like, yeah, it's cool. You're exposing them to the tradition of the Catholic Church, but 600 people in an auditorium might not like constantly repetitious prayers that only half of them are saying because they're all still asleep. Mm -hmm. And we're 30 minutes behind schedule. So that being said, that being said, I'm not dogging it. I'm just saying, kids were bored out of their minds, and then I'm supposed to give a, a talk right after that. No music, no fun, no intro, just me. I literally walked up on stage to a silent stage. This is the best part. I walked up on stage. I look all serious. The kids all know I was sick all night long. They, like, prayed for me and stuff. And I just look at the microphone. And I go, what's up, nerds? <laughs> <laughs> totally changed the tone. Totally changed the tone. And then I so told them awesome. the vomiting story with the toilet water in my mouth. They loved oh, it. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so funny. And you and you can find that talk on soundcloud.com slash amdgomer. What's up, nerds? What's up, nerds? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so last night, I don't know if you guys heard. Did you guys hear about me last night? I had to, I was puking all night long. It was awesome. Uh, I think I, have, have I told my have I told the story on here before on the worst time I ever had to puke, like the worst experience. <laughs> no. So I think I have, but if so, if I, if I am repeating, I apologize. So I was. So, we are old men who should not be in young adult. Ministry. I know, right? I'm like, uh, so I was driving back. This is on Thanksgiving, and my grand and my grand father had gotten the like he like he he was uh got like a he got a stomach bug he stayed home on thanksgiving day i don't think i actually saw him again so i thought i was like i, I didn't even think that i would have gotten <laughs> it even crossed my mind so i'm driving back like two days later and i'm about gosh so i'm right by where coachella happens and I'm, and I'm like in the car and I stopped and I went and got some, I went and got some like fast food because I was a young kid who just ate whatever the hell I wanted to. And I, and like after, right after I ate, I was like, I don't feel good. Like I really don't. And I just thought that I, and I was like, you know, I was like a cold sweat. Just like felt odd. I was like, you know, I bet you it's just bad food and it's fine. So I, you know, get back on the road, probably <laughs> about like a mile. And I, and I can remember I had, I had, uh, Keith Richards' autobiography on the audiobook. <laughs> I think it was on Audible with Johnny Depp reading it. <laughs> so, oh man! Oh true man! Story. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh! I think I'm gonna like puke, and I like pull over, and I try to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom a little bit. It was not good. I was like, okay, this isn't good, but it's probably just like food poisoning, or you know, like something bad with with food. I'll be fine. Get out of the car. I just feel like I can't drive yet. I just like open up the car door and just puke all over the ground, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, and I'm so, this, so I'm like, "Okay, I'm fine. Just some bad food. 
going to get some more water. Maybe I'll get a Coke, calm down my, calm down my old, calm down my stomach a bit. Doesn't help at all. I'm in my car sweating like crazy. All I want to do is just like pass out and die going, and I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, God, just give me a hotel. And that's when I see the Coachella sign. Okay. Go to a motel, go to like a motel. Like uh, I think it's a motel. It's the motel six. Check in there, run outside, puke all over the back part of like right outside the like door to get inside and just sleep in like a motel like six all night long and just puke and just all, all sorts of stuff. It was horrible. Middle of nowhere. Absolutely horrible. That was an- if if you are listening to this and you are in where was this, Luke? This was where they do it was in Coachella, like Coachella, California. Drive to that Motel 6. <laughs> and Take a picture and send it to us. I, I remember feeling Luke so bad, like, because I'm puking by the bush right by the door entrance. But I had, like, I just, just, just I don't know. I didn't know what else. There was nowhere to puke inside. There was just, like, I remember just being like, oh, God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And um, honestly, I think I went and bought some Gatorade after I puked and then just, like, passed out and felt way better in the morning. It was just a quick 24-hour. I felt a little bit hungover, like a little, you know, just like that whole dehydrated, like, yeah, but way better than I I had the day day before. Man, (laughs) my my blessed experience that I finally put me over the line that I should leave uh, that Saturday night was I was like, listen, I, I don't feel well. Just let me, I'm just going to try to, you know, get calm. I got some Tums. I walk outside. Uh, I, I went to walk into the bathroom, and it was the chaperone bathroom. So I was like, oh, this is a much cleaner bathroom. Not a bunch mm-hmm. of ruffians on retreat ruining the bathroom. I walk in, and I was like, oh, dear God, the smell. And I lost it, and I ran down the hallway. I went outside, looked around, and just lost it. So if you are in I think, oh, Wick, Wixom, Wickham? Uh, Michigan at near St. Catherine of Siena Academy. Go to the front doors, the main beautiful entrance, the front doors. <laughs> go to the pillar on your right, and there you will find a little piece of Michael Gormley that I like to <laughs> that I left behind. Oh, through violence! Oh man! Oh, it was it was terrible. Can I tell you the saddest time I've ever had to throw up? I don't know if our listeners can deal with this, but <laughs> I'll deal with it in post because. I'm still in charge of editing the podcast. <laughs> okay, so this is the saddest time I've ever had to throw it up. So I was having just a really bad night. It was in the old, like, Eureka. It was in a really dark place and drank a little bit too much. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really bad night, Read alcohol-induced vomiting. Go on. Yeah, so I was hanging out with uh, this girl, and she goes, hey, I'm going to smoke weed. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, I don't like, that's annoying, but, like, you know, whatever. I don't care. And then I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to smoke weed. Like, I don't care. What am I doing here? All my friends are go- are like, you know, somewhere else. What all is my life? friends are dead. Charlie yeah. killed them all. <laughs> Luke, Luke, I, I live in Houston. Come. <laughs> I know. And uh, I'm just like, the girl I'm dating is just destroying my life. I need some drugs. Um, so I smoked really, a little Really bit. what you needed was a podcast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Smoked a little bit of weed. And it's just like I was so ashamed and mad at myself, like like truly just like ashamed. I was like, I'm just gonna like walk home. I barely know how to get home. I'm like a block up, and I just start puking everywhere, like in the middle of the street, like out of like a sad movie where the guy's like, oh, I've hit rock bottom. <laughs> My life isn't worth living. Oh, what's that? What's that you say? Are you my angel? Are you my angel? <laughs> where the no, f- have you, you been? <laughs> where have you been? Really Would have been great if you showed up a couple years ago. <laughs> where were you when I had those cool job offers in D.C.? But I said, no, I'll stay here and take this long-term subbing job. <laughs> Luke, my favorite thing about you. when So when Luke goes to look for jobs, sometimes I forget there's an audience. When Luke goes to look for jobs, uh, I think sometimes his criteria was, wow, is this interesting and completely isolating? I'll take it. I might as well go to uh, Eureka, California, or the Virgin Islands, or Idaho. Yes, (laughs) Idaho. And our buddy, Edward Lugo, reminds me all the time 
of this one. He's like, Mike, I still think it was the funniest thing you've ever said to Luke, which is back when we used to have household email, you sent a thing out that said, should I go take this job in Idaho? And my only response was, Luke, go where people are. Just be <laughs> near people. You had this tendency to get jobs where no one was. And then when you went to Denver, guess what? You liked it. I did. I did. No, I, 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 wanted, to, I wanted to be where people were. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on there. What's that word again? Feet up where they walk. <laughs> I literally thought you were asking me that. And I was like, oh, wait, it's part of the song. <laughs> yeah, oh, were, I'm yeah. a terrible, terrible dad. Mm. Man, I had a, uh, I had, I like had a topic, but we've just been killing it right now. Yeah. What was your topic? This is John Boy and Billy BS, man. It's only been an hour. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we uh, 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 according to Father John from the Catholic stuff you should know podcast. No one does banter quite like us, so take it to a whole other level in Bang. all the wrong ways. Little did we know that was an insult <laughs> in all the wrong ways. <laughs> Can I tell you how? Because uh, he's the one out of, out of probably all those guys that say. I mean, I don't like. I don't. I'm gonna know them all that well, but uh, I've. Him and like Father Michael are the ones like I know and like their opinion means the most because I know them. And I was like, oh my gosh, if he says he doesn't, oh, I guess I'm going to die inside. I will just be so sad. <laughs> and you know why he gave us a shout out? Because of uh, Andrea Polito, our, our show's favorite consecrated virgin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she's really good friends with them. Mm-hmm. She had messaged them or something. Yeah, I was so happy when he said that uh, he liked the episode that he heard. I was like truly like, oh, thank God. Because if he said it was dumb, I would have just died inside. Would you have Would you have canceled our, our show? Would you have stopped doing it? I honestly would have got, I would have gotten to one of my really like, bitter moods where I'm just like, screw this, man. Yeah. We're, we're done. You know how I get. That your wife, that your wife would have to yell at you about and then you would say in response, I'm allowed to feel. <laughs> it's true. I would say that. I could feel emotions. That can, like, that's what it was. I can. We're just trying to go, go grocery shopping. Relax. <laughs> relax. Relax. How can we relax at a time like this? Oh, <laughs> so, Luke, what was your topic? I'm a Toys R Us kid. Uh, at the Luke V on Twitter at catching underscore foxes on instagram we're on the facebook at facebook.com slash catching foxes podcast apologize we haven't gotten back to a lot of people it's been a very busy last couple of weeks for the both of us so uh my apologies thanks we'll here in camp carry anyways we'll get back to normal after this weekend so looking forward to getting back in touch with the people the peasants. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also would like to thank everyone who did the hashtag three out of five thing to share your your favorite episode. Uh, we had a lot of great responses from that, so we're gonna draw. Oh, good. Um, we're gonna draw the names next week, so we'll let you know if you. Cool. Want. I hope you're keeping a record in your Excel spreadsheet with all that. You son of a bitch. I'm not making an Excel spreadsheet. You are. I'll, I'll, dude, I will make an Excel spreadsheet. I love Excel spreadsheets. 